Welcome back to Probably About Politics. This episode, a very special episode, long-awaited yeah. Canadian federal election. And I'm here. And Kaylee's here. We're doing a bit of a live show here uh, with us and the audience of people moving in upstairs. Yes. So, this... <laughs> so we got we got some uh, some ambience, mm-hmm. uh, and also we've got a Kaylee. Yeah. And that's exciting, and we've got a bunch of platforms that's been that have been released mm-hmm. without great timing on the party's parts for us to make a podcast yeah, to finally yeah. <laughs> to finally really say everything that's going on. We're gonna probably get into that. Yeah. We're gonna talk about uh, how maybe this election cycle was super short, mm-hmm. especially coming off our last record length yeah. uh, campaign season uh, in twenty fifteen. We're gonna talk about how a lot of the promises have changed from parties, how. The NDP is the NDP again and not running <laughs> as a centrist party. Maybe uh, we're going to get into some more, some details of the party platforms, um, but we're not going to talk about the entire platform. No, we've decided to stick to what interests us, which will hopefully be what interests you. Yeah. But um, yeah, maybe get some little niche items that you hadn't previously been paying much attention to just to lift them up. and Yeah. We're not here to give you the entire platform because you can go read that somewhere. We're just going to yeah. pick something that's like, hey, this is kind of cool yeah. and isn't typical of a platform. So in 2015, for example, we probably would have said, hey, super interesting thing. The liberals have promised that the 2015 <laughs> election will be the last under the first past the post. Yes. Uh, and I, I would have talked about that for like 45 minutes. That yeah, the whole podcast. that would have been How that cool is that? so exciting and innovative <laughs> idea. <laughs> and so this time, for some parties, we may have struggled to find things that mm-hmm. are interesting and new and hot, which is part of the thing of having been in government for four years. It's like, yeah. what are you going to say that's cool and new? Why didn't you do it for the last four years yeah. with you know, 190 mm-hmm. seats in government? Yeah, and you're, there's a lot more defending your record than, uh-huh. than than the other parties have to do. So they can, you know, they can throw paint on the wall and see what sticks in the other parties. But uh, yeah, you got to maybe be, you're in a different position if you're the liberals right now. And I mean, we'll get into this a little bit, how different parties have different things that they, different realizability of their platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some parties that are actually, that actually have a potential to form government, it's a lot more important to have things that make sense and are costed because they'll yeah. get asked about these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not asked in like a reasonable, useful way in which they can respond <laughs> with a good yeah. answer. They might only have, you know, 30 seconds on a poorly organized national uh, debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, nobody's really going to be upset with the Greens about you know, what is their climate plan and how much is this going to cost. Mm-hmm. Andrew Shear is not going to start complaining about that. Yeah, he's not asking them a lot of questions. Yeah. So, but that's kind of... But, you know, that's kind of the beauty of what it would be like having so many parties that had the ability mm-hmm. to form government. How awesome would that be? Yeah. Where we do see a little bit of that, especially in this election, yeah. kind of how uh, the NDP and the Greens on the left are really kind of forcing the liberals kind of more mm-hmm. to the left, just kind of like adopt, like mm-hmm. pretty much straight up some of their policies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to say, hey, there is no difference. So instead of voting for them, vote for us so we can actually win. Yeah, and I mean it's also yeah, it's like it's bring pushing the parties to figure. Out, I mean, this is going to be a close election to figure out where the common ground is with, oh, and and uh, get voters. In, such uh, a close election. Yeah, it's it's going to be a you're going to have to hold your breath probably until well after midnight on Monday. Now, let me just get out get this off my chest here mm-hmm, as sure. a uh, political theoretician. Yeah, 
<laughs> in the 2015 election. Yeah. And also this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Canadian Thanksgiving for international listeners is in early October. <laughs> 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 who, who may, uh, you know, mostly think about college football and uh, Macy's Parade or whatever it is. In yeah. The States and like basically winter. <laughs> uh, I have a theory. Sure. Now, this may be already, you know, noticed mm-hmm. and people might already talk about this, but I'm not reading other people's ideas. These are my no. ideas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And leading up to Thanksgiving yeah, this, this year. a lot of self-defense before we get to it, but okay. Listen, I've been listening to too many politicians, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but leading up to Thanksgiving, we saw really strong numbers from the liberals, mm-hmm. kind of middling numbers from the conservatives, yeah. and very weak showing. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, this also coincides with the English and French language debates mm-hmm. the week before yes, Thanksgiving. Yeah. But leading up to it, I posited that... Seeing what happened in 2015, there was a huge swing mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Everybody can't... Everybody... My theory is... My sociological political theory <laughs> is that people leave their kind of bubbles at work mm-hmm. where everybody might be conservatives and everybody... Just like... It's just the conservatives that talk. Yeah. It's just yeah. like some diehard, heart on their sleeve, bleeding heart liberal going mm-hmm. on and on about all these things. And nobody else wants to say anything. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like the dominant kind of group, whatever mm-hmm. forms, is the people who talk about politics. But Thanksgiving changes everything. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, everybody leaves the city that they're in. Yeah. And travels home or goes and sees. It, it all of a sudden makes everything super, uh, like, cross-dimensional mm-hmm. of age groups. You're like, yeah. normally you're hanging out with all your, like, 25-year-old friends. You're like, all of your, like, 45-year-old mm-hmm. friends. But now you got, like, your aunts and uncles who are, like, 40 and 60 yeah. and, like, your grandpa and your grandma, maybe, and, like, your parents and maybe, like, some, like, 13-year-olds from high school and mm-hmm. middle school that you haven't seen in, I don't know, four or five years. Maybe. And you're all together mm-hmm. and it's, like, the middle of the election. Mm-hmm. It was and not even the middle. It's really close to really the election. Really close to the election. And all of a sudden, huge swing in the polls after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think probably that that plays a part. We would have to do a study, uh, and I, I don't want to rain on the spray. I think that it I've does matter. I've run the numbers, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> I've run the numbers by quickly glancing at the polls in 2015 and how there's a huge change, and quickly glancing at the polls in 2019. Okay. There's a huge change. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to accept it. It does seem that it is also just like in the peak of the last week of the election, and yeah. uh, things are getting a little bit more crazy. You know, ideas are being thrown out there. All the debates have happened, and this is all true. But it does matter, yeah, that you're probably like, like uh, I, I mean, I, maybe it's just my family, but you do sit around the table and start talking politics. Yeah. You might not have been talking about it before. And now, let me, yeah. let me just address this really quickly. I'm looking out the window here. Mm-hmm. It's open. And it's a beautiful, bright, sunny day. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, in here where Kaylee and I are recording, there's a gigantic rain cloud above me right now. <laughs> storming okay, on my hair. Okay, okay. And I don't think that's fair. You put the proposal together, we'll go do the research. Listen, everybody that I work with is sick of sick and tired of hearing about my Thanksgiving theory. <laughs> uh, but the the day after Thanksgiving, when I got back to work, mm-hmm. uh, my supervisor came in and was like, "Where's Alex? I want to talk about this Thanksgiving thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't say that it is uh, something that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how much it would matter. Okay, so. Talking about you know theme of the Canadian election, this mm-hmm. we're going to get to the we're going to get to the platforms. <laughs> but 
So this is actually an interesting thing that happened this year was that advanced polling has to be at least yeah. 10 days before yeah. the election. And so all of the advanced polling was over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And a lot of people who travel, like there's demographics that travel mm-hmm. more and yeah. there's demographics that travel less. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of, say, university students moving around yeah. or people in their like young 20s, mm-hmm. mid-20s who are traveling back to wherever their parents are for yeah. Thanksgiving. And so did you see anything about this? People being like moderately upset, like very like oh, lukewarm being like, hey, this is kind of disenfranchisement of certain groups who have to travel mm-hmm. <laughs> certain <laughs> the subset of people who don't vote a lot and also will be traveling on thanksgiving it was just kind of a it was a big inconvenience of people having to choose and you're out of yeah. your own riding now for advanced plans it's just yeah. confusing well i think so there's there is something interesting to that i think that's maybe a good point but then so you'd have to run i'm sure maybe election canada can run the numbers on it but in a lot of I think every election I have been able to vote, I voted on Thanksgiving weekend because it, I went home to my riding mm, that I still lived in as a student. True. Um, and, uh, you know, my parents have a car, so I was able to drive there. Like, there's <laughs> just like you, you have the time and the, and, and the means to get there, which, you know, good fortune of having a car living in a rural area. But, um, but I think it, it's, I don't know whether or not, if it do you break even are you from what i saw turnout to advanced polls was down oh i heard the opposite it was up 25 percent from 2015 so we have conflicting information here mm. yeah so we'll we'll, <laughs> we, we'll research it i'll put it in the newsletter maybe but uh it is um maybe people thought it was going to be down and then it ended up turning to be up i i, I can see that being a concern but it was also like you could You've been able to vote for weeks now. Like it's, yeah, it's I voted been, like a couple weeks yeah. ago at satellite polling, and it was every day of Thanksgiving weekend, which um, it has not always been. Ever so, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you could vote every single one of those days from nine a.m. to nine p.m. I was like drinking in a bar, and I was like, I'm a little drunk, and I could vote right now. <laughs> Are you allowed to vote if you're yeah. under the influence of drugs uh, or alcohol? Probably no, but it's got to, like, I, I mean, after you've passed a certain point, I suppose it's obvious, but I'm like, <laughs> not going to breathalyze you. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So we got on a headline here. Mm-hmm. A headline says roughly 4.7 million ballots cast in advance polls, which is 29% higher. Okay. Than 2015. Yeah. Mia culpa. <laughs> All right, so now we know. And in it, Manitoba, it was down because of a gigantic snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, I, we can't, uh, we cannot blame uh, the liberal government for uh, the snowstorm. I, I, I'm not willing to go that far. Oh man! But Thanksgiving yeah. surge in advanced voter turnout may not be a reliable indicator for election day. Yes, maybe this is what I saw. Anyway, who knows? And I, I did. I read an interest. Yeah, an interesting thing. That's <laughs> Too many like, poll headlines. Is advanced polling like a significant indicator of whether or not voting will be up this year? It's hard mm. to. I don't because a lot of people who went to advanced polls, some people are arguing, are people who are already very likely to vote. But I don't yeah. know. Like, also, if you go home for Thanksgiving and you weren't somebody who's likely to vote, but your parents do, yeah, and they're like, "Come on, we'll go to the polls." Like, I mean, all the statistics on voting say like, if your parents vote, you're just so much more likely to vote. Yeah, I mean, um, on our uh, Prob Politics 
Instagram page. Yeah. Check it out at Prob Politics. Uh, <laughs> we got a bunch of selfies from people wearing probably about politics, mm-hmm. beautiful maroon warm sweaters. Yeah. Perfect for advanced Poland yes. weather. Yes, look, it's a little chilly. And it was like 9 cozy. to 15 degrees all across Canada, except in Manitoba, <laughs> but we don't have many Winnipeg fans, okay? So it's yeah. fine. But, you know, uh, people you are, let us know. Going to the polls, taking their pictures with those god-awful, ugly yellow vote signs. <laughs> I understand they're high yeah. biz, yeah. okay? Yeah. But, but you got to get something better for selfies, guys. I, so they, stand, want, they stand no, out. They do though. stand out. There's a gigantic yeah. yellow sign that says vote, and it's like kind of a, you see the selfie. Mm-hmm. You can see all the selfies on at ProbPolitics uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram, uh, or same handle on Twitter, at ProbPolitics. <laughs> a lot of our tweets are cross-posted, and our Instagram's cross-posted. Uh, okay. So we have gotten all the fake news out of the way. Yeah. That advanced polls are down. Yeah, Alex was trying to... <laughs> Trying to disseminate. <laughs> Thankfully, you've got me, dear listener, <laughs> to have your back. Uh, okay, so the misinformation campaign is over, or just begun, depends uh, on who's yeah, you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the platforms are released. Yes, which is cool. It doesn't always happen, but yeah. And the conservatives took a really long time to do it, um, but they did. And I mean, listen. We have a bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but let's not pretend that everybody else's platforms make a lot of sense <laughs> and are easy to read, yeah. easy to find, and reasonable mm-hmm. or, like, really well planned out. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of, like, this, I mean, this is kind of what a political platform is, mm-hmm. right? And it's why, why there's so many, like, broken promises. Because a lot of it is, like, in a perfect world, what we would do if we could do all of this stuff. Yeah. And then a lot of it relies on... Now, I'm not trying to give these politicians a pass here, but no. a lot of... Okay, so politicians and platforms do two things. It's what they want to do to get elected, mm-hmm. right? But also, I mean, these are real people who really believe these things, more yeah. or less, right? It, it's what they want for the country. It's what they're aspiring to. Yeah. Everybody who got into politics, at some point, their reason was because they... Most people who got into politics... <laughs> yeah, I really well, at, I want that to be true. At some point... It was because they thought that they could do a good job and help mm-hmm. people get ahead mm-hmm. or do better or have better health or be happier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, like, the platforms are really what people want to do. And so, like, mm-hmm. when you see these broken promises, I think it's 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 kind of unfair. I mean, politicians have to say things to get elected. Mm-hmm. But, like, generally, I mean, they're given the benefit of the doubt. These people are really it's, trying. Like, yeah. they want to do these things. They want to do these things. Yeah. There's a lot of... It's a lot harder than it really seems, yeah. though. And I think so something that is valuable maybe for a voter when they're looking at voting platforms is like, is think about, does does this conflict with provinces? So a lot of these <laughs> issues, it's like, it's great, but they can't only be done at the federal level. So mm-hmm. if this is something you want at the federal level... Um, so you get that party in there. Well, how do you like get provincially this a party who will work with the federal government on this idea that you liked to make that happen? Like the the ways that um, our systems have to work together. Yeah. Um, and then does it require constitutional change? Is another one that's very hard to do. We haven't done it in a really long time. We've never talked about Meech Lake on the podcast. Uh, maybe at a later date. It's pretty boring. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. So, to bring up the Americans, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, this president was a failure, did this, or did that. Mm-hmm. And people 
often bring up how the president mm-hmm. is not a king. No. Right? Yeah. yeah. The president doesn't show up and just do whatever the heck they want. Yeah. Now, a prime minister with a majority government mm-hmm. has a lot more say yes. <laughs> in yeah. really what happens yeah. than some types of presidents mm-hmm. depending on the makeup of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the federal government in Canada has pretty wide jurisdiction mm-hmm. on a lot of things yes. generally. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that the federal government just can't do. Yes. Like a lot of this, uh, and especially how much they want to care about mm-hmm. other people doing things. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing this a lot with climate mm-hmm. and how to address it. And we talked about this with Don. Yeah. Uh, Professor Don Wright in a previous <laughs> podcast. Check it out. Yeah. It's a great epi. Uh, we talk about kind of how climate change affects so many different things mm-hmm. in policy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so when you're trying to address climate change from a federal level, yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have to talk to all of these different groups and really have to get everybody mm-hmm. on board. Yeah. And it's it's very hard to do from a top-down level. In in many ways, mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, it is easier to start from a city level and keep going upward from there or even, even yeah. more uh, focused. Um, and then also it's uh, like it, it doesn't excuse Trudeau from not having getting it done, but he did have a lot of provinces change from liberal to conservative in his yeah. his period of time. So he might he got like kind of partway through doing a thing like a carbon tax and uh, had to kind of... Yeah, and I group. mean, a lot of that could be his fault because mm-hmm. people yeah. vote in Canada even though provincial uh, parties don't even represent no. themselves at the national level. Like, mm-hmm. the provincial conservatives are not the federal conservatives no. a lot of the no. time. And they're very different. Mm-hmm. In, in Ontario, they're a completely different party. They don't even have the same name. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but people kind of, I mean, we see this in New Brunswick all the mm-hmm. time, this flipping and flopping back and forth yeah, between yeah. conservatives and liberals and also who's in power at a national level really affects that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, we might talk about Frederick a little bit. Very interesting in New Brunswick. Oh, yeah. New Brunswick, total battleground right now. Yeah, well, specifically <laughs> Frederick, it made headlines. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting off track. But this climate change thing kind of tying into these, because this is like, I've barely heard anything about the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in this election even though the economy has so much to do mm-hmm. with climate especially in Canada when a big part of our economy mm-hmm. is uh, natural it resources is natural resources yeah and that um, conversation yeah. and so we kind of see a lot of stuff that these people talk about these people being politicians mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> being kind of you know transit mm-hmm. is directed by municipalities but yes. a lot of federal uh, lot of platforms money. right now yeah. have people talking about transit plans mm-hmm. and stuff and part of climate change yeah uh but they don't control like the federal government doesn't control the ttc <laughs> no implementation will be at a local level it'll be at a local level a lot of stuff Healthcare, mm-hmm. transportation that's not uh public transit at a provincial level Healthcare mm-hmm. at a provincial level mm-hmm. education people everybody in ontario especially during this election with the strikes that were going to yes. were potentially happening yeah. strikes that are still potentially mm-hmm. happening uh for education that people mm-hmm. are upset about it's provincial Super duper out of the federal government's hands. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot they can do with with funding. Like a lot of provinces yeah. are very dependent on huge amounts of federal funding yes. um, uh, to to sort of support that. So they can pressure, but it's a question of of um, do you want to burn the political capital now or do you want to burn it later? And uh, what is the 
because they can't do it all the time. Yeah, and we see this was kind of a big part of uh, the debates mm-hmm. was Bill 21 in yeah. Quebec and kind of the confusing stances that a few different parties <laughs> have on that yeah. idea mm-hmm. uh, with Trudeau's liberals saying, hey, if this comes through, we're just not going to let it happen. Yeah, which like, is... Just yes. no. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the Bloc Québécois <laughs> also sharing the same stage uh, saying, well... Watch me. To, yeah. To borrow uh, from the Elder Trudeau. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and it, yeah, it's tricky. And if you need voters in Quebec, it's uh, it's a bit of a balance to, to decide where you're going to exactly. stand on that. And the but, NDP saying, hey, despite our leader being super affected by this, like, yeah. he wouldn't be able to be <laughs> a public he, yeah, servant he in to, Quebec. Yeah. Uh, he's like, no, it's fine. We're not going to... We're. It's not fine... But I'm going to give an ambiguous answer that doesn't really take mm-hmm. a stance. We'll say, well, let because we really need Quebec. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, and it's, that's tricky. You got to win this election and, and Quebec is in play. Uh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of, there's been, I think at, at this point in time in Canada, mm-hmm. provincial rights and kind of smaller it's, group rights are hugely in play along mm-hmm. with pipelines and carbon taxes yes of yeah who get pipelines on their land and <laughs> whether or not they're going to allow them and whose voices get heard in mm-hmm. that and also who gets a say in putting that thing mm-hmm. into play and whether or not you can do that while also being you know allegedly climate conscious <laughs> yeah yeah and, and like i think it, it just it also really highlights how difficult it is to govern like like Canada's a big country, um, and for some yes. provinces, the pipeline is very crucial to their economy, um, and 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 they feel very hurt by other provinces being very opposed to it. But for other provinces, it's it's not a crucial part of their economy, and it really threatens them from a climate change standpoint. And mm-hmm. um, and you have to, I think, any anyone who doesn't recognize that that's a difficult uh, that's going to be a difficult conversation that requires parties to put forth clear ideas but what they're going to do is uh, is missing missing a huge chunk of how how big the country is Um, yeah more nuanced responses okay i'm not going to take any shots here (laughs) (laughs) we're not taking shots today yeah uh but more nuanced responses than say um (laughs) you know we will we'll get it done yeah point blank we will get it done yeah we'll do it but We'll take everybody's concerns and we'll really mm-hmm. listen to the concerns. And yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like you're, you're saying, yeah, we're going to have this conversation with people. We're going to listen to them and we're going to make sure that their concerns are addressed and do these things. Uh, and then we'll also fight climate change with technology mm. <laughs> and investment yes. in Canadian tech. Yeah. Anyway, not naming names. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah, It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. If anybody says, if everybody thinks it makes sense, you know, tweet at us at ProPolitics on Twitter <laughs> and explain to me how it makes sense. Uh, we'll open up a dialogue. Yeah. You can go on our website. Uh, that prob- we, do we do have, yeah. <laughs> ProPolitics.wixsite.com <laughs> slash podcast. Uh, and there's a little, there's a little form, fillable yeah. little spot there. Pop in your name, pop in your comment and uh, send us an email. Yeah. Or you can also call us on Anchor still. <laughs> yeah, you can leave us voice messages if you really want to yell. There's too much to say <laughs> in text form. Okay, but we're going long here without talking about the platforms. Mm-hmm. We have 
five parties that we're going to talk about? Four parties? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Three parties that we're going to talk about. And, and then, then a, few... a little... Yeah. So we're only going to talk about federal parties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... And so we're not going to be talking about the PPC. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of reasons not to talk to them, but primarily um, yeah. they're not a federal party. Yeah. I mean, they don't have any seats. No. Um, they have one uh, independent <laughs> seat holder <laughs> in Parliament. Yes. Uh, but we're going to be talking about um, platforms. Mostly, I think most of our stuff comes down to a lot of climate stuff because yeah. that's kind of the now. Let's that's... not say that we kind of predicted this yeah. by making a whole episode about climate change. Yeah, look, <laughs> I'm not saying we were ahead of the story, but we were ahead of the story. No. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had an article in the CBC the other day interviewing Don Wright and Jenica Atwin <laughs> weeks after we interviewed both yeah. of those people. So if you want to call us and apologize for stealing our yeah. story, yeah. I don't see any references there. <laughs> yeah. CBC. But uh, also because you didn't use any of the things. But I'm sure you got the idea somewhere. <laughs> okay. So without further ado, do you want to start with the party in power? Yeah, I think it's that makes sense. Okay, yeah. so Parliament's dissolved. Yeah. They're not sitting MPs anymore. No. But if there was something big that happens... They would be the one, Liberals yeah. are still the, still the folks, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, a few of them, at least. So <laughs> let's start with them. What are we excited that the Liberals are doing? What's kind of a cool thing in their platform? So we, we were talking about this before. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Well, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, a little hard to... Uh, say exciting because as we as we mentioned they were the governing party so a lot yeah. of it is we'll keep doing this or we yeah. will keep working on this um but yeah they're i mean they're they'll continue working on the carbon tax and um and and, and progressing with that and funding for uh, public infrastructure and public transportation will continue um they cut they're gonna cut uh, tax rates for companies that produce zero emission technology like electric cars mm-hmm. and their batteries, which I think we have maybe mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of this is the liberal platform to me seems like a governing. Yes. Like it's 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 not really a platform in the same mm-hmm. kind of abstract idea that Mm -hmm. other platforms are kind of like these are our ideas it's this is basically word for word what we're gonna do yeah and (laughs) we have the ability to really tell you this is how we can do i mean like they so a lot in addition to releasing their platforms most of the parties i think um except for the party we're not talking about um got their budget or their their platforms costed Mm -hmm. um and i think the liberals actually came out very well on uh in a few areas there some everybody had some problems (laughs) uh (laughs) Yeah, yes. Everybody, I mean, these are ideals that they think, okay, and then they may not, they just might not agree with the mm-hmm. experts. Yeah. But there, there's a reason why we don't only have experts mm-hmm. in government. Yeah. Because, <laughs> not to hate on experts. <laughs> but they really rain on the fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I think so we're starting with the liberals and it'll be kind of interesting to see the way that um, some of these themes continue. They're green plan is a lot about transitioning it's a lot about helping workers come from perhaps oil and gas industry over to green technology um and and supporting businesses to encourage making that transition um sort of a the their approach is very carrot stick um (laughs) uh, which is it's a classic 
governing approach that has worked on a number of things from like smoking or yeah um and yeah it's it's not the most thrilling but it has been rated the most doable uh climate uh, approach and something that i noticed with the liberal platform is there's a lot it's very long term mm-hmm. a lot of yes. the stuff they're saying there's a lot of 2050 yeah <laughs> there's a lot of 2030 yeah there, and there's a lot of and i I've seen this will be completed in uh, Trudeau's 10th majority government. (laughs) 10th term. I mean, uh, so, yeah. To be fair, like, the 2050 is the goal established by the UN. So that's, they're kind of, like, trying to meet that. And the 2030 goal is um, the one previously started under the Harper government Mm -hmm. um, that they're working towards. So, yeah, it, the challenging part of climate policy is that it does really require some consistency and so well beyond climate policy so take for advantage and i think or for example and i think we're going to talk about this a little bit with the NP, mm-hmm. with some of the things that they're talking about and kind of the closeness mm-hmm. of some of these parties platforms is their pharmacare plan yeah. yeah uh where the ndp are like we're going to do it it's going to cost 10 billion dollars mm-hmm. and we're going to do it next year yeah and the liberals are like we're going to do it it's going to cost Six billion dollars, <laughs> uh, which got a pretty low yeah, rating from that their was, costing. That was one of the areas where I think we can all agree they had trouble. Uh, but then they're like, and we're going to do it over the next number of years mm-hmm. to the next decade. Like this will be yeah. kind of slowly rolled out, kind of in a more, I don't want to say reasonable manner because you can do things quickly. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> at a government level, it's, it gets harder. I think. I think it's it in some ways it's nice to uh, establish how long this will take, yeah. so that people kind of realize like, well, if you it's a huge program too, yeah, right, yeah, it's it's big. It's going to take many components. It potentially maybe employs lots of people, or mm. but it, these these things will take time. Um, but it does help the voter make another calculation. Yeah. Did I I like this, but I don't like I know just because of reality like the conservatives aren't going to keep doing that so we'll have to start over again or the greens will do it this way and it'll happen a little faster or the ndps will do it this way and you know you get a sense of what it takes there's that trifecta right Mm -hmm. cheap fast good (laughs) you can only have two (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i mean that's kind of flipped on its head in government because oftentimes things that are good are normally kind mm-hmm. of fast yeah. and things that are not fast are not cheap because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. things yeah. that drag yeah. on so there's a lot more calculus that goes into that equation than uh doing it you know well and quickly yeah. is not necessarily going to be expensive mm-hmm. and for example the phoenix pay system yeah that took that a hell of a long time and cost a billion dollars and still yeah. was <laughs> yeah it really doesn't fit into any cheap good fast uh, trifecta yeah um but i and then, so i guess uh, the other fun one that i i keep bringing up but alex does not seem excited about in our conversations is you know three billion dollars <laughs> two billion trees this is gonna create over 10 years three three thousand five hundred seasonal jobs yeah that's what we need more seasonal <laughs> tree planting jobs you, okay we both are from New Brunswick. Yeah. I am less from New Brunswick, but I lived in New Brunswick for a while. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you say you're from New Brunswick. From, okay. <laughs> I don't have to be from New Brunswick, but living in New Brunswick, yeah. you meet a lot of tree planters. Uh, you meet right? a lot of trees. You meet a lot of trees. Uh, and tree planting is 
a hard job. Yeah, it seems terrible. <laughs> if, if if you think that your job is super hard mm-hmm. and you're like, I need a challenge in my life, go sign up to be a tree planter. Because, wow, if you want to hear some horror stories yeah. of people walking around with holes in their shoes, with their feet soaking wet, bent over, mosquito bites. <laughs> just hot, early mornings, just brutal. And I mean, yeah. that's great. You know, jobs, employing people, but not necessarily the types of, I mean, it's great. Yeah. I, know, I know a lot of people who love tree planting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's necessary. Yeah. It pays pretty well. Yeah, it, it does. It pays, yeah. It pays by how hard you work. Yeah. And so the harder you work. Gain. Yeah. Um, but tree, <laughs> tree planting jobs, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a hot take and say not the best uh, growth for the economy. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think we can we can chalk this up to a transitioning workers to to green jobs. I and I think yeah, it would be interesting. I really should have um, talked to my brother who is a forester who has tree planted before about what he thinks about this. But uh, yeah. but I, it was it's an it's interesting an idea. Song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring in bring in the the men of the woods. A lot of the tree planters I know are women. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the women of the woods. <laughs> the people who are in the woods. There are no men, there are no women. In the woods, there are only people who plant trees. And trees. There are only, and squirrels and deer. And but, okay, we're off, the, we're off the rails. Okay, so we've got uh, three billion trees. Excitement from... <laughs> uh, no, only two billion trees. Two billion three trees. Three billion dollars. <laughs> three billion dollars. Buck fifty tree. That's a, that's a look. I think that's a, that's seems a deal. well funded. Let me, economies of scale. That's good. You're gonna go buy a tree. It's gonna cost you more than dollar fifty. That's why. This is true. To to climate to combat climate change, we need not people to change their light bulbs. Which mm-hmm. great. No, do what yeah. you can. We need governments setting regulations and saying, "Hey, we're yeah. gonna do this thing," mm-hmm. uh, because as much as. You know, I don't use straws anymore, and it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, you gotta save the sea yeah. turtles. Yeah. Uh, but but it would be great if the government just, you know, took a stand against yeah. oil companies. Yeah, enforce some corporate responsibility. That Properly would be good. taxed vehicles. Yeah. Okay, we're okay. We're not make, we're not forming government, but listen, <laughs> this is our platform. <laughs> twenty twenty three or twenty twenty one when this or minority government is voted down. Tuesday, if we have to go back in. Okay, so we talked about the uh, NDP a little bit there mm-hmm. and how close they are to the Liberals mm-hmm. on many things. Um, you know, the NDP put a, you know, I let everybody see their playbook and the Liberals said, hey, not bad. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, just <laughs> copy your notes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, you can use, you can copy my homework, but don't make it look like mm-hmm. you did it. And yeah. then the Liberals are like, cool, we'll cut the cost of everything in half. <laughs> we'll make it better, quote unquote. You can't see, but there's air quotes happening here. <laughs> um, so what is some interesting thing going on with the NDP? I think the NDP have a, have a pretty ambitious yes. uh, platform. Kind of, I think yeah. their platform is like ambitious and interesting and kind of like hip and cool yeah. in a way that the liberals were in 2015. Yes, I, I, would, I think it, it has a lot of uh, similar sort of tones and... I think it comes up the middle between uh, the Green Party, which I think a lot of people would find is very much like, imagine the world we could build. And and the Liberals, like, this is how you run a government. Yeah. It, it's in the middle. Yeah. Interesting that the NDP this election have chosen to come up the middle between the Liberals and the Greens and not the Liberals and the Conservatives. <laughs> which really, look, I, this might be better. <laughs> uh, but they, they have some, yeah, they have some interesting, they're going to, 
there's a lot of questions about the money. Some mm-hmm. people have some questions about where they're going to get all that. When has this not been the question for the NDP? Yeah, yeah. And look, it's a fair question voters can have. This is a fair question for yeah. all the parties, for yeah. one. I mean, okay, we're going to be kind of hating on all the platforms right now because <laughs> it's easier to be critical than to yeah. be constructive. Yes. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Um, and look, they're not asking us to be kind to them. Yeah. They're, they're, they want my evaluation. Um, but, anyway, but towards the the NDP being kind, mm-hmm. uh, at the at the debate, everybody really loved Jagmeet Singh. Oh yeah, because he was so friendly. Man, this guy. Okay, for one, he really like set up Trudeau for a lot of like home runs there, yeah, where he's like, yeah. "Tell me about your plan, man." <laughs> and Trudeau's like, "Okay, let me." Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but everybody really loved him at the debate. I mean, yeah. we've seen, okay, Thanksgiving effect <laughs> notwithstanding, we've seen a huge a huge increase in the popularity of the NDP federally yeah. uh, since people have seen Jagmeet Singh. Mm-hmm. I, I know that you know outside of this podcast I have some hot takes on this, but I will say, <laughs> um, imagine what if he had had a better public presence starting in, I don't know, like May. Uh, yeah. This could have been a very different election, I think. Uh, they're not going to have their strongest finish, but they're not going to maybe have their worst finish. Um, But I think definitely uh, people like him, and he seems very nice. Uh, And you know what? There's a lot of... We say people have... Once people got to see Jagmeet Mm -hmm. Singh at these debates, Mm -hmm. but I think that is not the thing that happened. I think a lot of people have seen Jagmeet Singh Mm -hmm. and made their call. (laughs) And... People have gone to hear. Yes, I guess that's a better word for it. Yeah. And uh, people really liked, no, not even, okay, people liked what he said, mm-hmm. but a lot of how he said it mm-hmm. was on that debate stage. And I mean, we're not doing a debate review, but a little bit, because how do we talk about the parties without it? Uh, the way he delivered things and the way that he conducted himself mm-hmm. and in public the way he's been conducting himself yeah. uh, is, I think, the way that a lot of Canadians want their prime minister to act. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I think it's it's been kind of an interesting election where I think a lot of people have been worried about how uh, everybody's gonna, the voters are going to behave. Like, are, we, is yeah. Cana- are Canadians heading sort of the global direction? But I think there's been a lot of... Like, there's been a lot of scandals that come up, but mostly it seems like those die because they just kind of want to know what the parties are going to stand for and what they're going to do if they're in government. And yeah, um, it's uh, they kind of want the civility and the the process to run and tell us what we need to know and we'll vote. Um, and yeah, and I think uh, Singh has a lot of uh, sort of the the similar decorum that I think trudeau had in the last election yeah trudeau was also running this very uh, let's be kind in sunny ways uh, yeah. sort of thing yeah. um that has probably died now for him but um yeah, yeah I, and I, I mean on this note there's been a lot of scandals some you know mm-hmm. rightfully so uh yes. but yes, not talking to talking to canadians mm-hmm. people i know yeah <laughs> they were people, canadians people i know across the political spectrum yeah. Though, yeah. as well uh that a lot of them are upset about this kind of like media outrage and yeah. like who can be the most upset about yeah. things that people have done and not only about the Trudeau blackface thing. Yeah. But about other things. A lot of like, things. Yeah. Le- like less important things like uh, Mark Garneau tweeting the other day about how <laughs> Andrew Shear didn't stand up for when yeah, the national anthem, national anthem yeah. when it was changed to gender neutral mm-hmm. by. Uh, 
Moril back in like yeah. 20, 2016. Uh, and so it's like, it's stuff like that where people are like, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, cool, Mark. Like, interesting yeah. video that you found. But like, yeah. can we not just like, and I don't mean to like defend Andrew Shear here. <laughs> no, it wasn't great, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it was kind of a dumb thing for him to do. But he was like, hey, they're, you know, to give him credit, it's like they're politicizing this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, were they, were they not? I mean, it's yes. an important thing to change. Is it low-hanging fruit? Yeah. Does it make them look good? Yes, maybe. Okay, all of that politics mm-hmm. aside and wh- how you feel about it, yeah. it's like, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, like, that does not matter. Mm. Like, I mean, maybe yeah, it shows, he's actually, it shows yeah. the character of Andrew yeah. Shear because he's going to, like... But it's like, hey, I mean, it also shows that, that he's going to, like, stand up for something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, this is not going to be a popular thing to do. Yeah. I mean, to some people it will be popular because it'll be like, yeah, it's good uh, that he's, like, uh, standing in the face of this. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just kind of like a goofy thing to bring up in the middle of an election that I think I saw a lot of headlines about it. Yeah. And literally nobody cared. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it was definitely a lot of these things that have come out um, to varying degrees have been like sort of like if you care like if you care about it you probably already were on yeah. that stance anyway like you already knew that you weren't yeah. going to vote for Shearer you weren't going to vote for Trudeau or you, you know whatever you weren't going to do that yeah. um, and and it's not going to really change a voter who's trying to figure out what they're going to do that much because yeah. it really and, and I think it yeah it's just it's not playing the way that it has in other some other elections we've seen yeah um uh in in yeah i think canadians really seem to uh based on like on the way that these scandals because because you see some of some of the scandals have been really bad yeah and this (laughs) is not to excuse the behavior of any of these candidates But it's very, it does seem a bit like, well, these are the candidates we have and we can't really get rid of them. So, <laughs> so what are they going to do? Let's yeah. find out. Um, and that's probably a healthy sign um, and maybe, uh, you know, gives less incentive to media and, um, and, and campaigns to really push those. Um, I feel like elements. weirdly, like I haven't seen anything about like ethics investigations from mm. the conservatives really <laughs> about Justin yeah. Trudeau. Yeah. And it's like, they're like, oh, we have like a better climate plan. You're know, like, that's yeah. an interesting that was, take, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that was my conf- the big confusion of why the conservatives want to keep talking about climate change because it was, um, spoiler alert, we're not a big fan of their not climate change plan because they don't have one, really. Yeah, and I mean, it's, and I mean, we're not talking about the PPC, but this was kind of the deciding cha- difference in the conservative uh, leadership mm-hmm. yeah. selection when they chose this kind of more uh, milk toast conservative <laughs> leader in Andrew yeah. Scheer than Maxime Bernier. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of this uh, <laughs> more middle of the road uh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that is, I mean, okay, so people could say, okay, that's, this is because Canadians don't care about pe- people being in blackface. People, it's just like, Canadians are just like racist, mm-hmm. sexist people who like don't care about these scandals because they yeah. agree with them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's kind of like a a cynical way to look at it. But yeah. I've heard people say it's like, well, it's because they're not scandals to a lot of Canadians. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's also nice that we can talk a little bit more about the substance of what's happening. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's you gotta also remember that uh, it's you also want your 
country to do something about climate change because yeah. that's a really big deal and should the liberals get rid of the guy who did blackface maybe i don't i'm not gonna come down on a verdict on that <laughs> um it um but it does like it is very much like yeah it matters to me that that happened yeah but it also um matters to me that we address climate change as... so rather than time but what happened Let's get back to what's going to happen. Okay. What are these parties talking about? Okay, so we talked about... Did we, did we get to the NDP or what they No, were? we did okay. not. Which is really kind of a classic situation. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, but, yeah, okay. So something that you did want to talk about was the climate bank. Yeah. With the NDP. I'm kind of interested in it. I I, I don't know it, if it it seems very expensive, but um, they're creating going to create a publicly funded uh, $15 billion bank. It'll support businesses fighting climate change and provide money for a cross-Canada corridor for clean energy. Hmm. Um, and then a target to power Canada with net carbon-free electricity by 2030 um, with a move to 100% non-emitting electricity by 2050. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's, it, the idea is that it, it will also provide a boost to made-in-Canada manufacturing, which is actually something we see yeah. the Conservatives also uh, pushing uh, yeah. for more made-in-Canada like tax credits um, and and support for like retooling um, and and transitioning, um, which is yeah again it's it sounds very similar to what the Liberals want to do as well, like you know, mm-hmm. uh, putting a lot of money into very big. Uh, infrastructural uh, technology projects uh, that will allow uh, and incentivize companies and people to make transitions. Um, but just providing a like sort of a separate bank for it, I think, is yeah. interesting. I read something about there being also somebody uh, like a, creating a, an accountability measure that is outside of the government for, or not outside of like the governing, mm-hmm. uh, the prime prime minister and stuff to uh, oversee the implementation of this mm-hmm. um and that seems interesting and, and and both of these like things seem to maybe help with creating some sort of stability consistency which i think yeah. is something that governments are gonna struggle to governments are struggling to do yeah uh, globally so okay also we should point out that just because we think some things are interesting and not even necessarily with this idea yeah uh we don't endorse them necessarily. It, it is not an evaluation of whether it's good. I have not gone into the pennies of it. Uh, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, and it's, yeah. co- it's fun to see new ideas in mm-hmm. politics. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's been a big worry. I think that th- this is a good thing for us to do because I think a lot of people have looked at this election and been like, there's no good ideas being thrown. Like, nobody's there with a big idea. They're all just saying why you shouldn't vote for the other guy. Yeah. And it's like, no, there are a few good ideas. Yeah. And if you want to talk about parties that are mostly... <laughs> <laughs> saying hey check out our good ideas and less about not voting for the other guy even though uh if we're talking about people making predictions and saying don't vote for the other guy <laughs> elizabeth may get on the pod you're making bold predictions yeah saying but... that andrew Shear definitely won't be prime minister you're going to literally <laughs> take bets on it that's a hot take that we make there it goes yo miss may get on the pod <laughs> yeah we would love to interview you um i think we did well with jenica atwood and we're we're <laughs> Not endorsing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so what are the Greens saying this, this go-round? Um, so th- and how I, is it different uh, from what they've been saying for the last 35 years? So, uh, it's not dramatic. Well, I guess it... 
it's, it's different it's in different. that other people are saying it too. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. So like, I think that was you know when we interviewed Janica, that was actually her one of her points is like it's kind of nice that now we've been talking about this for a long time and now everybody is sort of talking about it. I mean, it kind of um, sucks though. It's like, hey, we had these ideas for a long time and this other guy says it and now you now everybody yeah. cares. I right. mean, I guess if they think of themselves as an outsider party, then that's what you want. You're on the that outside the and now you're getting in. <laughs> Yeah, um, and but, I mean, at some yeah. point, it's like we just want these things to happen. I don't care if I'm the one who does it. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of so it would be it's the Greens was like the in some ways it's the most interesting to talk about because it is just so many like really big ideas. Yeah, um, and I don't know how executable they are, but they're interesting. Um, but one that I thought was um, sort of in, really interesting from from sort of where I come from a research standpoint um, and, and what we've been talking about on this pod uh, a bit is, um, yeah, they're going to spend, uh, they're going to build regional rail networks and strengthen rail connections, particularly in the Toronto, Ottawa, Quebec City Triangle and Calgary and Edmonton. Um, and then also um, re, uh, not repurposing, um, adding to what, Canada Post does and creating better rail access between rural yeah. settings and urban settings. Hey, this country was built on an east-west rail system, yeah. right? <laughs> We're gonna save it again with rail. Rebuild, bring it back the train. But it, it's it's gonna prop from a public transportation perspective, from transitioning to a greener economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, our rail system, I like the Liberals are invested a lot of money into via rail as well to try and improve its service delivery. Um, it's just it's going to be a big part of it and i think the greens is is just a bit more ambitious they're going to try and increase the frequency um and it's i think it's really interesting the way that it specifically focuses on rural because i think when you talk about public transportation we lose the rural in it because it's really hard to do yeah um and it's they're not like building bus systems or, and stuff. In they're just gonna make it so via rail maybe stops there more than once every two days in in some locations um and the train is expensive. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. So I didn't get and and I think. I mean, expensive to build and run. Yeah, but expensive for a ticket. Yeah, what is going yeah. on with trains? Yeah, <laughs> come on. But I guess the more the thing that I'm most uh, I thought was most interesting is something that I, you hear from the left a lot, and I think is increasingly a good idea for connecting rural and urban settings, which is we've talked about on the pod. That's the big bridge that Canada has to address a lot mm-hmm. um, and often fails to is by making Canada Post uh, have more services, uh, mail people checking in on elderly people who might need check-ins. Yeah. Remember a few years ago, everybody was like, Canada Post was like stopping some sort of door-to-door delivery in a yeah. lot of places and everything. And everybody was, had a lot of opinions yeah. about who, how their mail gets delivered. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who doesn't get a lot of mail, I uh, never really thought about it. But it's in like a rural, yeah, in a rural community, I think it, it's, uh, you know, they, they've, can frequently check in there's a canada post in almost every community so they can mm-hmm. do banking services um uh she proposed uh, the the not she the party proposes um uh getting high-speed internet uh public access in canada posts so you can hold meeting spaces there and have access to it in which we i think if you kind of have done research in this high-speed internet isn't always good in a lot of rural areas uh, <laughs> if you've done research in this or tried to do research in yeah in a rural area yeah, yeah yeah so it's an interesting idea repurposing of canada post something that i think uh, a lot of governments are like eh, it's not really useful but we're still funding it and it's like yeah well why don't you make it more useful cool idea yeah fits the fits with the idea of the pod yeah uh i think okay 
this episode has been long. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a big country. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of parties. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of parties are actually going to get seats. Yeah. Uh, and we have a lot of things to talk about. I think. And, well, we have a lot to talk about because we're seeing each other in person. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably cut it here, though. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Somebody's going to get bored now. Um, so we didn't. Okay. So rapid fire. Uh, yeah. What's something interesting that you like in the conservative platform? Not that you like necessarily, but something that is like. Oh, um, <laughs> in in the public transport, uh, transport theme that I am apparently on, um, they are going to reintroduce a tax credit for public transportation. Uh, if you use it, uh, this has been sort of widely reviewed as not having much impact um, and costing the government a lot of money, and then also really only benefiting people who are kind of like uh, much higher income. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but okay. Yeah, it was sort of interesting. I was like, oh, maybe I'll read about it and see if they're doing yeah. something. But... I mean, tax rebates are good for people who pay a lot of taxes. Yes. Yeah. Not super useful if you don't have a lot of money. No. And don't pay much taxes. Yes. And, uh, but this yeah. is the, you know, the Canadian middle class, quote unquote, <laughs> who will benefit. Yes. What is the middle class? People who make $100,000? Maybe. I, uh, hey, in a, in, in a conservative Canada, in the future, when everybody's <laughs> prospering and everybody makes 100K. Yeah, then uh, this tax rebate is perfect. I mean, it won't increase <laughs> any of our climate goals, but... Uh, hey, and... Okay, Bloc Québécois. <laughs> uh, I was looking through the platform. Yeah. Kind of thing that, po- that popped out at me was this idea of, be- of if you have some sort of natural disaster mm-hmm. that impacts your home, yeah. you can withdraw money from your RSP to uh, fix it. Yeah. I mean, it's, Which it's is kind of in the vein of the NDP, or the, not the NDP, of the Bloc Québécois being like, hey, we'll take this like federal thing, which yeah. is the RSP, <laughs> and allow you to take money out of it to help you at like, your house, which is in Quebec. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of this like, redirecting of things. <laughs> but... Kind of a new idea that hey, if we're looking at like new cool things that are kind of popular, yeah, I th- they're like um, not no, we're not endorsing the block, but they did have there's some cool interesting idea like yeah. that's some that is thinking about how do we adapt to increasing instances of natural disaster and yeah, our houses needing to be reinforced and supported, <laughs> um, but then yeah, also climate equalization <laughs> payments, uh, yeah. which. I think is maybe mostly because uh, seemingly the block has decided they uh, are going after Alberta right now. Uh, yes. But uh, head to head, fast yeah. fast. But, uh, but, the, <laughs> but the idea is not the worst. Like the idea that if if a province is <laughs> the idea is not the worst to go after Alberta. Well, not no. The idea of climate <laughs> equalization payments, to be clear, not don't go after Alberta. That's we're all one country. Let's try not to do that. Whoa, we're all one country. Hot take. Well, okay, <laughs> we're all one country in Quebec. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, the idea that country or provinces that underperform, um, meeting carbon emissions, mm-hmm. um, would have to pay extra money into equalization and yeah. sort of the idea of penalties to carrot stick, um, yeah. improve behavior. Not a lot of other parties would be able to say that. So nope. it's kind of interesting to have, it's kind of fun to have mm-hmm. the Black Quebecois at these national debates yeah. because <laughs> they're just kind of antagonistic towards yeah. What other people, uh, like, you know, making people say certain things mm-hmm. that they wouldn't say if they weren't there. Yes, yeah. Um, whether or not you agree with them being in national debates or whether or not you think they're a national party. Yeah. You know. I mean, in the debate, it didn't seem like he agreed with being there, but yeah. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> uh, so that's our 
our, our roundup yeah. of, of platforms in this uh, 43rd Canadian federal election uh, happening. Uh, if you're listening to this, probably already has happened or is happening tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, final message, get out and vote if you haven't already. Yes. Bring a friend, like straight up, go to your friend's house, get them on the bus with you. Get them in the car with you. Call them an Uber to their house and don't tell them about it when the Uber shows up. Just yeah. have them say, hey, I'm bringing you to vote, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or political parties will literally come pick you up. Yes. If you don't have a way to get there, they will send a person <laughs> in a just probably you a know, van, maybe? gas guzzling, single occupancy yeah. person driving. But if it's holds a green, a it might people. be hybrid. You never know. So get out and vote. If you're still listening at 56 minutes and 46 seconds into this, yeah. I'm pretty sure you are voting. And if you happen to want to wear your sweater. Yeah. Wear your probably a politics sweater. If you don't have one, get at us. We're going to be doing another merch run. Yeah. Uh, and if, you know, you want to bring a probably politics sticker and deface <laughs> the inside of a voting booth. <laughs> <laughs> no, do not do that. They do check for that, so don't do, do that. Do not do that. Uh, that is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you want to no okay don't put any stickers of ours anywhere near the polling stations. <laughs> but just yeah, if you know somebody who's like I would vote but I can't get there, take them there if you can. Yeah. Um, or if it's Sunday evening and someone's like I want to vote but I don't know who to vote for, say don't listen to this podcast because it'll take too long. <laughs> yeah. But read the platforms. Yeah, or read the, the a lot. CBC's done platforms, uh, like platform summaries. There's lots of ways. Um, it feels scary maybe to talk to people about how they should vote, but just like you just got to do it. Yeah. So get out there and vote and then tweet at us at ProbPolitics saying that you voted or send us a picture of you voting or of not not with your ballot. Do not take photographs inside <laughs> of voting booths. This is illegal. But send us pictures, you know, in and around polling stations yes. yeah. uh, <laughs> with your big yellow sticker or whatever. Tag us on Twitter. Uh, tag us on Instagram at Prob Politics, uh, and send us your email saying your podcasts are too long and I hate them at probablyaboutpolitics <laughs> at gmail.com. And when you listen to this, do not forget to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever wow. you are on whatever platform. Make sure you comment on it. You say, this is awesome. I know, Kaylee. I remembered. You don't have to, you don't have to make it seem like it's a miracle. <laughs> I got notes. I got, <laughs> I got a little book written stuff down. We're taking this seriously now. Uh, as seriously as you should take this. You should probably take the election more seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah. listen. First of all, listen. <laughs> and second of all, go vote. Thanks for listening to Probably Vote Politics and for going to vote as soon as this podcast is done. Good job, team. Mm-hmm.